We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers. I'm Adam Zdrojk, joined by Chris Owen to talk Game Week 32 in the Premier League. Give a few bets. Chris, last week went, uh, it didn't go so well, but we're not We're not even going to talk about last week. We're starting a little later again. Chris, you had, to, you had to come through some traffic, but you made it. You're here. Good evening. Good afternoon. It's only 6.30 by you, but what's going on? Adam, good to be back. As you said, uh, we're six thirty local, nine thirty for you. So, you know, appreciate you sticking around here and putting in the late shift. We're back after a tough Bad week time. last week. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> if, it, if it was nine thirty for me, I'd be like, all right, we can do this later or tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're back. We had a tough. We had a tough week last week, but uh, you know, back again. We got some good. We got a good batch of matches here. Um, I think is it only seven matches. Uh, for the, the weekend, eight eight matches for well, the weekend. Arsenal have... is on Friday, that's why. Oh, right. And then we have two FA Cup semis, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. So a lot of a lot of football, soccer to talk about here. And we're just coming off a big week at the Champions League semis. Um, I, I guess I think we're getting just an incredible semi matchups between Man City and Real Madrid. You know, Man City pressing for that Champions League final, that, that first one. And Real Madrid, of course, the title holders, and they've got all the pedigree in the world in that competition. And then we get an all Milan semifinal. So, and then I did see, I, I didn't watch the match today, but I did see that Manchester United lost 3 0, I think. Um, I saw I saw a couple of highlights of the goals and just David De Gea, you know, had looked really strong for a long time and then um, looked really, really not strong today. So, uh, yeah, big week, of, big week of soccer. And we are back with our bets after. A weekend to forget last weekend a little bit i tried to redeem myself in the middle of the week with some with some <laughs> corner bets and champions league uh if you follow me at rotos drake i've been doing this thing well i just started it on tuesday my idea was start with the ten dollar bet and then just keep letting it ride into the weekend because i think we have six straight days of soccer well i mean there's pretty much soccer every day but in terms of soccer that I want to bet on, there is like six or eight days from Tuesday to Sunday. And it, and my strategy was start with 10 bucks and keep going and keep letting that ride. Unfortunately, uh, it ended today. 
I, I, hit, I hit Tuesday. I hit both Champions League matches, and I looked at the Europa League games for a little too long, and I ended on Jose Mourinho's Roma team to get more corners in the first half. Uh, it was just like a, a stupid bet that that I should have probably taken full time, I guess, when I when I think about it now. And I also looked at Sevilla against Manchester United, but it was like a bet where Roma had a corner in the first half, didn't have another corner. And then Feyenoord had, had a couple later in the first half. And then Roma finished with like eight total and Feyenoord had like four total or something, something stupid like that. But I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep doing. So this is, is kind of what I'm getting at. I'm, I'm going to start again tomorrow. Start with uh, actually, I don't know what size it's going to be tomorrow because I want a, a few bucks in DFS. So I might let that ride as well. Uh, in terms of another, these are all going to be corner bets as well. So if you don't bet corner bets, then then don't bother with this. But <laughs> Chris, this is also beers and wagers here. So I, I was just, yeah, I, was thinking, I was thinking as we started here, if we have another bad week of beers and wagers, it might have to be, we might just have to end it at two beers and wagers. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we were certainly lost in the sauce last Thursday on our bets. Uh, <clears throat> new hour. This is a whole new hour. I don't think we through two seasons of doing this show we had never done a thursday night i don't think um let alone a beers and wagers so if yeah if we come back next week and uh come back with a similar or a similar record or it can't get much worse so i won't say or worse um (laughs) then we might have to cut beers and wagers and we're going to go back to to cup of joe's and wagers uh on joe's and wagers yeah Yeah, joe's and wagers so yeah so what are you Uh, drinking today so I'm actually, I'm back, got the frosty mug. It's less frosty now because I poured the beer a slight bit ago. But uh, I same beer as last week here. I'm a big fan of it. I'm all, I think I got one more left. It was a 12-pack of the Session Lager out of Hood River, Oregon. Um, I actually have a, a pretty good selection here, but I, these are a nice Thursday podcast beer. You know, not, nothing too crazy, nice and light. Um, won't, uh, yeah, good beer to drink. I mix it up a little bit. I got what do you got? It's got a white chocolate blonde here from from Grand Armory up in uh, Grand Haven, Michigan. Nice. It's uh, it's blonde. It's light. It's a little chocolatey. So wow. So different, but you know, nine thirty. So I get a little dessert, dessert in my beer kind of thing. But it's not that sweet. It's not one of those sweet, sweet uh, pastry beers or anything like that. So it's it tastes like a blonde ale. I'll say with with a touch of chocolate. Nice. It's not often you can blend, you know, blend a blonde and a chocolate, but we love to we love to see that. Yeah. So if you're watching on YouTube or Twitter, I got the records page up, and as I noticed here, well, I'll say the records here. I'm 56 and 28. Chris is 41, 38 and two, and we're still up. We're still up 738 dollars on our team parlay. But I was noticing here, there's one team that. Uh, Either of us still have zero losses on the season, and I'm five and zero betting Brentford matches uh, this season. So uh, a lot of pressure riding in this one because the first game we're talking about Brentford Aston Villa. Let's have a look. Brentford are home, and they are slightly favored here. You can get plus one fifty five odds, and as you can see in this line movement, if you're watching. Brentford used to be plus 125 11 days ago. Now they're plus 155. A lot of Aston Villa love is coming here. Aston Villa plus 185. The draw is plus 240. And over two and a half goals is 
plus 100 under two and a half goals is minus 120. So are you buying this Aston Villa love uh, after last week? I, I'd say maybe one of the more, I don't know if I was surprising, maybe one of the most impressive wins of the season. Aston Villa just torched. <clears throat> they ran over Newcastle and both our bets lost in that one. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty unexpected. I think that was the very early game, so I didn't, I, you know, caught the caught the highlights basically at the end there. And uh, yeah, three 0 unexpected for Newcastle. Uh, both teams, you know, as I think we mentioned in the show last week, have been really strong. You know, two of the best teams as of late. And uh, I think Newcastle had won four straight prior to that meeting, and and uh, Aston Villa was coming off five straight. Aston Villa super impressive, pushing for a, a, a spot in European competition next season. They have won seven of their last eight matches with uh, the other one being a draw. Uh, and then, you know, traveling to Brentford here. So I am a little, I'm a little weary of like going straight up Aston Villa money line. I think, what did we say? It was plus 185 um, away from home, right around there. And uh, so a little weary of that, despite the, the recent form. I mean, Ollie Watkins has been just crushing it for them. But uh, here we have a Brentford side who are decent at home. I think they just have two losses at home overall and uh, typically play a team pretty tough. Uh, I'm going to steer away from, from taking a, a team out. Right. But I do like the fact that um, this, this game seems like, like it's destined for like a two, two, one or something like that. So I actually looked at, you, you mentioned the over two and a half was plus 100. You love to see a nice plus 100 on two and a half, which is not, it's usually not the case. You know, you're not getting mm-hmm. plus odds. Um, on any of those over two and a half. So kind of that was intriguing for me, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to open it up a little bit. Uh, I, I guess you could say open it up or close it up, but I like the total, the total goal bands. Um, I've, I've, you know, found those later in the season. I've kind of been going back to those, but this feels like a two, one or a two nil or a, you know, one, one, something like that. So I'm actually going to take uh, two a two to three goal band. It's at, uh, what did I say? It was uh, at plus 100 as well. So you go either way and probably if you think it's going to be a 2-1, you could double down and go both. But I just think that uh, both these games, both these teams, uh, part of me wants to take Villa just to ride the hot hand. But I just think Bradford at home is, is uh, makes, makes me a little weary. Of course, they played earlier in the season. This was at Villa Park. That game was 4-0. Um, and then last season um, when they both played each other, it was a uh, 1-1 at Villa Park and then Brentford actually won the match that was at home 2-1. So a little bit uh, a little bit more of context there but yeah I'm I'm thinking this is a 2 to 3 goal bands. That's what I'm going to stick with at the plus 100. Are you I mean I think I I feel like you are a Thomas Frank supporter overall. Like you like you like what he's done at the club. You like the brand. Are you are you budging on anything on a Brentford bet here or a Brentford money line bet or anything like that? Um before I get into that well, did you know Aston Villa are sixth in the table right now? I do, yeah. They're like it, I said, they're pushing for European places right now. I, As I, I mentioned, I just it just caught me by surprise. I was like, wait a minute, they were like sixteenth <laughs> a little yeah. bit ago. I mean, I I've been counting every single match that you know what where can points above Liverpool? Yeah, I where was can they drop say, points? As like, a Liverpool so that, fan, you probably know this. So. Yeah, yeah. So like Brighton, Aston Villa, Tottenham, Newcastle, Man United. You know where where are they dropping points? So yeah, so I'm aware. <laughs> it just caught me off guard because if you remember, you, which you probably don't, we did a we did a futures bet at the beginning of the season, and one of my bets was Aston Villa top ten. 
I thought it was dead a couple months ago, and I, I just uh, it's looking good now. So there you go. It's looking pretty. Looking like it might cash. Yeah. Uh, so so Brentford, you're you're correct in in uh, in my feelings about Brentford, especially playing at home. I I am a little worried about some of the results here. They have two points from the last five matches. Yeah. Uh, they. I mean, they looked, I mean, you look at that Newcastle game, maybe they should have got a point out of that one. Uh, they ended up losing that one 2-1. You kind of look at the recent Brentford results, and then you look at the recent Aston Villa results, and that's kind of why Brentford's getting money. So, you know, if it was a situation where Brentford was, if they didn't, if they weren't coming off a loss against Wolverhampton, where I think they gave up like nine shots on target, I know that was away from home, but it's, it's a little worrying um, I'd say, especially when it see it just seems like Unai Emery is is really like he loves his team. He's dealing with a bunch of injuries, but they're still figuring it out. No matter no matter what's going on, um, as you can see, like Leander Dendonker started last match. I don't know how many starts he has. Maybe it was his first start of the season. Started against Wolverhampton last weekend. Didn't or sorry, Newcastle last weekend. Didn't matter. Uh, so just throwing in this this uh, central midfielder who's barely played the last two seasons and they still controlled Newcastle. So that is kind of worrying here, but I still ride with Brentford at home. And while I'm not going to take him to win or something like that, I will take them on a corner bet because that's, <laughs> that's how I roll. So Brentford, I always say Brentford at home, Thomas Frank coming off three straight losses. He's going to have his guys wrapped up. They're going to be attacking from the start. So in Aston Villa, while it kind of screwed me last week, usually they aren't a team that, you know, dominates possession and, and gets a ton of corners. So Brentford minus half a corner in the first half, minus 110. All they need to do is have more corners in Aston Villa, and this bet wins. And uh, playing at home, I think Brentford are going to come out and they're going to get a, try and get an early goal. We'll see if they actually can score it or not. But what do you think? Yep. Yeah, super. I'm. I'm like the more we talk about it, I'm a little more interested in actually Villa. Of the three of the seven wins that they've gotten in this in this like little streak of eight matches unbeaten, the three of them have been away. They beat Everton two nil away. They beat uh, Chelsea two nil away, and they beat Leicester City two uh, one away. So it's like they they beaten three. It's not like all you know. It's not like all of those wins were at home in this recent streak. They've proven that they can get it done. I mean. Chelsea, yes, they're struggling mightily, but I mean that's a tough place to go and win at. Everton away, I mean, say what you will, but that they're going to pack it in, and that's tough to break down. And then Leicester City, I mean, that's kind of not surprising result there, but still, you're you're traveling away, and I don't know, I kind of I'm I'm intrigued by this money line, and I'm not taking it for my bet, but I, I kind of lean that way a little bit more with Brent, the way that Brentford's been playing. Yeah, one thing I've liked to say under Una Emery is that. Well, prior to the Newcastle game, is that Aston Villa was actually a better team away from home, which kind of didn't make sense. Yeah. But I mean, as you're saying, they have one loss in their last eight away matches, which is you know it's why they're six in the table right now. That loss was at Manchester City, so mm -hmm. that is, I mean, if that's that's why Aston Villa is getting money. So yeah, I probably six, say. I do six like wins, the one one draws. two one result for either side though. So uh, yeah, I like the six two, three wins, goals. three draws, six losses away from home. Pretty impressive stuff from uh, from Aston Villa. 
Yeah, and they play like a weird brand of. I mean, well, to me, it's not weird, but it's just not like a. They play differently. Emory has their them playing kind of like a little differently every game, depending on opponent. And I mean, it's all Emory. I think. Uh, Grant, yeah. sure, Ali Watkins is rolling, but I mean, Ali Watkins wasn't very good the first half of the season. He wasn't playing this well last season either, and now he's just cruising, scoring a goal every game. So you got to say you got to attribute a lot of that to what Unai Emery has brought to the team. So, yeah, totally. Next match we got Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Speaking of revived teams, Crystal Palace uh, was it three straight wins under Roy Hodgson? They're home against Everton. Crystal Palace are plus one ten to win. Everton plus two eighty to win. Draw is plus two thirty, and then we got over two and a half goals. Plus 135, under 2.5 is minus 170. So goals are not expected in this game. But I will say here, as we look at the injury report, Dekure is suspended again. Onana mm-hmm. missed out last week. Uh, James Garner, I think he got his first start of the season last week. Basically, Everton's midfield has looked really bad the last two weeks. Uh, Dekure is suspended again. We don't know if Onana is going to be ready to start. So if both those guys are out again, I would lean heavily towards Coastal Palace just just winning this game. So definitely keep an eye on the injury situation. Also, Seamus Coleman is still out as well. We'll see who starts at right back. It was, I believe it was Ben Godfrey that started there. Um, we'll see if he's actually healthy. He picked up some kind of I think he was subbed off for a concussion-like symptoms. Uh, it could be Nathan Patterson there, but what do you what are you thinking for this one? Everton just, I mean, lost, gave up some bad goals against Fulham last week, and Crystal Palace cruising to some extent. Their Crystal Palace's only home match under Roy Hodgson was the Leicester City game in which he had 31 shots and allowed three shots. Take it away, Chris. What an interesting matchup. How have things changed? Uh, I mean, Everton's been poor all, all season. Crystal Palace are under the Roy Revival right now. Uh, like the – I'm going to get right into my bet, but the over two and a half is plus 135. Am I just a fool for thinking that, like, that should be, like, a, a closer to plus 100? I mean, you look at – all right, so, yes, 2-0 against Southampton for, for Crystal Palace last match out, but they beat Leeds – they beat Leeds 5-1 away at Leeds at Ellen road. And then they beat uh, Leicester city that match where it was two, one um, prior to that, they lost to Arsenal four, one. Um, it's just like, they've been in, involved in a lot of games with goals. And then you kind of look across and yeah, last match out for Everton was three, one. It's like two, this is in my mind, that's a pretty similar matchup in terms of quality. You know, Crystal and, and Crystal Palace and Fulham, pretty similar teams in, in quality. And, you know, and then you even go back and you look at the previous results I was was like, uh, does this seem like a dumb bet as I was looking at the over two and a half? And I'm, I look back and they played earlier earlier this season in October. Everton won that one three net. That seems like that never happened, but apparently it did. <laughs> and then um, the season, and then last season, there was a Everton won three two. That was at Goodison. And then uh, the season before they played, excuse me, this was all last season. This is FA Cup. Crystal Palace won four nil. Um, at Sellers Park, and then uh, the next matchup was three-one. So all those game, all those matches are over two and a half goals. There's been 16 goals in the past four matches between these two teams. 
Crystal Palace are kind of filling it up. I mean, Southampton was always going to be sit back and play defensively, so a two 0 result is good for Palace either way. But I just, I, I, I thought about this bet right away because it was like plus one thirty five on a two over two and a half. You might as well go for it, even if it is Everton and Crystal Palace. And then I looked at Crystal Palace money line. They're playing well. They won three straight. They're playing. If I correct me, they're playing at home, right? Um, Crystal Palace so are home, yeah. Yeah, so it's like plus 110, plus odds at home. Kind of intriguing there. And then, you know, the fact that it's been over two and a half. I don't know. I, I'm kind of all – I'm not into Everton at all in this game, and I'm, I'm interested if, if you're going to devil's advocate me here or if you think that Crystal Palace is, is really the way to go in, in this game. I mean, you're, we all – you're probably going over on a corners bet, but uh, we got to get your take at least on, on who you expect to win or who you, who you think should perform a little bit better. I think this is a trap. This is a trap line. Over two and a half goals at plus 135. The last time Everton didn't allow two goals away from home was December 31st against Manchester City. That's seven matches away from home. They've allowed at least two goals. Um, As I said, they have the injury issues in the midfield, and they've looked really bad the last two games, allowing massive mistakes, which have led to goals. Um, I mean, I guess maybe it's the, okay, Crystal Palace win it like 2-0 or something, or it's or 1-0. I'm not, I mean, the odds point to the plus 110 here. It, it, it does seem hard to take. So it, it does feel like, it does feel like a trap. Um, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to figure it out as, as you, uh, as you talked about it, it's, uh, it, it is hard to, uh, it's hard to take. I mean, but you look at the numbers, it's like, okay, well, these teams have kind of struggled all season. Crystal Palace have, before Roy, Roy Hodgson, they've kind of struggled a little bit to score. If you look at that Southampton game, uh, they were actually outplayed in the first half and then turned things around, got two goals. Against Leeds, they were outplayed in the first half, got five goals, I think, or four goals in the second half kind of a thing. Now they're at home, though, and the one home match under Roy Hodgson, for some reason, they absolutely dismantled uh, Leicester City. Are they going to do that again? That's kind of what I'm leaning with here. So, last two away matches, Crystal Palace have started slow. Now they're at home. I think they're going to start pretty fast. I think this is going to be up and down unless Sean Deitch just really wants to, you know, park the bus and, and not really and kind of go for the score of the straw here. I mean, I know Everton need points and maybe playing for the score of the straw will, will kind of do something after some pretty bad results, but I'm going over four and a half corners in the first half. It's minus 110. We're both on the over train. So I think, I think there's going to be goals. I think there's going to be corners. Um, <laughs> the question is, is if, what is Sean, Sean Deitch going to do here? And I guess if Amadou Onana is healthy, what is the team going to look like? They've, they've gone with a 4-4-2 the last couple matches without Decore. Are they going to go back to a 4-5-1 and, and start someone like Tom Davies? We'll see. But, I mean, what we're looking at, we don't know the lineups right now. I think being on the over is the correct play. Will it be the right play? Uh, we'll find out. But, I don't know. What do you, yeah, I don't James know. Garner I mean, in the midfield doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence in Everton. Um, <laughs> hi, Mace Garner. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like uh, – 
I have no belief in Everton for obvious reasons. So I feel like I don't know. I like love love Palace in this matchup. I, I guess I would you, smash the money line. I guess you just look at it like Crystal Palace have struggled to score consistently all season. Everton usually a pretty good defensive side, so it's going to be defensive. It's going to be one one. It's going to be one nil. Something like that, but. I mean, they've been scoring under Hodgson, and Everton have a lot, been allowing goals away from home. So why why are the odds like this? I don't know. It's a trap. It's a trap. But we'll find out. All right. We got two matches on Sunday. Is it two matches on Sunday? Yes. Uh, I believe so, yes. We got the ta- uh, Tottenham Newcastle and then somebody else. Yeah, we got Bournemouth, our home against West Ham, but we're talking Newcastle, our home against Tottenham. So we got Newcastle, minus 115 to win. Tottenham are plus 310 to win. Man, those are wild odds. Draw is, draw is plus 285. Imagine just looking at these odds, I don't know, before the season or early in the season. Tottenham plus 300 against against Newcastle. Kind of crazy here. But we got yeah. over two and a half goals, minus 120, under two and a half goals, plus 100. Newcastle trying to bounce back from the loss against loss against Aston Villa. Tottenham trying to bounce back from the loss against Bournemouth. Is one of these teams going to bounce back, Chris? I think it's Newcastle, personally. I'd, I watched that Tottenham game against Bournemouth, and it's just like <laughs> – <laughs> I don't know. There's just like there's a lot of layers to to Tottenham right now that I just have trouble believing in. Um, I mean, there's just like the fact that they're. I saw that the the um, suspension, the ban for their uh, general manager, manager essentially director of football operations. I forget what his role is, um, but he's still banned. That was upheld by, by FIFA again. The there was the whole Antonio Conte thing, where he basically said this club has absolutely no you know, they've just, they're no, they're never going to win anything, but and then they waited a week to fire him. And then, then there was a performance against Bournemouth where it was like, they came back. They like, they, even the, that second goal, the equalizer to make it two, two, that arguably could have been offsides. I thought, in my opinion, I was like, Kane's for sure kind of blocking the goalkeeper. And then just yeah. like to let Bournemouth come down. Uh, I think Hoiberg just got absolutely, you know, diced, diced for that, that third goal. And it was like, no one was surprised. And so, I don't know. Not it's, even Tottenham like, fans. Yeah, no, not even. I got a, I got two two Tottenham uh, fans who are like, or two buddies who are big Tottenham fans. And they're like, this is honestly disgusting. Like, no, I'm not surprised by this. Like, expected. Like, and like the group chat's just going off. Like, this, this club, you know, like, what am I doing? So, I mean, that that's like an emotional um, sense to this this game. But also, like, when you look at it, Newcastle are a better team. They've looked better all season. Um, they're super strong. I mean, I think a, I just like them a little bit more. I mean, I think Villa, obviously, that, that game is was a big surprise 3-0. But Villa's in a good good way, as we mentioned. And uh, I just think that uh, Newcastle are going to be able to bounce back. They're at home. They, they can taste Champions League football. I don't know. I, I think that they're gonna they're gonna be able to take Tottenham down here, but uh, so that's why I'm actually taking Newcastle money line minus one fifteen. For all the reasons I, I listed, it's it's less of like a statistical standpoint, more of like a man. No, I got no belief in Tottenham right now. Yeah, Tottenham. 
I just pulled it up. Away from home, their last four matches. So they it was one one at Everton. They had the wild three three game at Southampton. Uh, they had the loss at Wolverhampton, where they kind of dominated. Still lost one nil. Gave up a late goal, and they lost four one. They lost four one against Leicester City, which is Jeez. which is pretty funny. So. You throw that in with Tottenham being have been better, better team all season, also coming off a loss and at home. So, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what I don't know what Tottenham are going to do here. It'll be, it'll be interesting here. We got Miguel Amarone uh, came off the bench last week. Looks like he's going to be back here. Uh, Tottenham got Richarlison back. I'm not sure any of their other defenders are are ready to go, but. Yeah, it's just really hard to take Tottenham here, plus 300. Uh, doesn't seem like the best matchup for him. You know, a team playing off the counter just against a team like a team like Newcastle that they're going to, you know, kind of dominate possession a little bit. And they have, a, they have a left back in Dan Byrne who doesn't really get up the field very much. So they got a lot of support uh, in terms of just playing against counters and that kind of thing. Um I pulled up. What was the uh, what was the score against I these love, teams earlier? Was it was. It? Uh, it was. So I was going to note this earlier, but um, in the reverse won, picture, man. at uh, Newcastle won two one away at Tottenham in October. Yeah. So I mean, Newcastle is winning at Tottenham. It just yeah, doesn't seem like their the style of play is it works well against Newcastle, and now they're on the road, so. It was a. Uh, it was Wilson in the thirty-first. Uh, Call Wilson, and then Almiron scored in the fortieth. And I mean, that's a big, big boost if he comes back into the starting eleven. He's probably not going to go be able to go a full ninety, but that's. He's been. I mean, him and Bruno Gamarish and and a couple other guys have really been, stepped up for them this season. Two goals first half. Now Newcastle are at home, coming off a loss. My bet: Newcastle minus. 0.75 corners in the first half. That's minus 120. I tried to look at a few options here, so I didn't get in. So I'm not on another 0.75 bet. But again, <laughs> if New, if Newcastle have exactly one more corner in the first half, you get half your money back. So to get all of your money, they need two more corners. Um, I believe that is correct. I always get confused with the 0.75s and the 0.25s, but. Uh, now, especially now that I'm drinking, uh, we got beers and wagers going on. But <laughs> Newcastle minus 0.75 corners in the first half, minus 120. Uh, pretty much everything what we just said. I think they're going to come out and they're going to put the pressure on, and they're going to hit early corners. And our, our tot, what are Tottenham going to do? They're going to go off the counter. Is that going to lead to corners? Maybe we'll see. But uh, Chris is on Newcastle money line. We're on the I think we're on the same. We've been kind of on the same page for a lot of these matchups. I don't know if that's a good thing, but uh, same page, nevertheless. Yeah. Also, interesting enough, this is uh, what time? This is ooh, an early Sunday one for me, so I have to catch the highlights here. But probably the best matchup of the of the weekend, aside from Brighton, Manchester United, and the FA Cup. Brighton. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. Okay. These games are during the. Yep, well, I think the FA Cup match is later now. Um, yeah, it must be. It's eight thirty Pacific, so um, I don't know what the EPL match or the second EPL matches. Yeah, oh, they're, they're both, both at six. So no, they oh, are yeah, standalones. Okay. 
Um, no, they're not stay at home. No, well, Sunday is, but Saturday is not. The FA Cup I'm talking oh, about. Oh, FA Cup, yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. Got Actually, it. no, they that the FA Cup match is also the Saturday one is also a standalone. They're both after the EPL games. <laughs> we'll sorry. figure it out. We're not confused at all, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so we got we got team parlay time, and what are we ten and eighteen on the team parlay? Me and Chris are still above five hundred. It's up seven hundred and thirty eight dollars. Um, I got the cheat sheet up for FPL. We don't really have any FA Cup content on the website, but uh, we could look at depth charts, but it doesn't really matter. So, Chris, we, we got. Uh, we're, I guess we're talking Manchester City here. We got Manchester City. Sheffield United, we got Steve talking in the chat. Holland is minus 400 again. I believe he's, yeah. he's, he's minus 400. I looked that up actually as, as one of my best. Yeah, you mentioned this last week from Steven. But yeah, <laughs> just crazy numbers for him. I'm so, fa- I guess so Steven, yeah, are you I'm taking Holland minus 400? Or are you I'm taking Holland? Up. First goal score plus 160 on Holland. What do you think? That I would be more intrigued about. Absolutely, that's probably the only like the minus four hundred is just too far, too far gone. I think he scores, but I don't know. Plus one ten to score two or more. I like. I'd rather take the first to score. I think. Do you think if Manchester City score like three in the first half that they're going to sub off some guys uh, because they have Arsenal? I think it's on Tuesday. They got, they got, yeah. So Arsenal, and then I guess the the Champions League is until is that the semis are until May. Yeah, it'll weeks. be the. I think it's the week after next. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think he. I think he probably plays, but I mean, I'm gonna. Yeah, I think he plays, but uh, yeah, I think they'll go up early, and this is why I. I looked at both games here. I looked at the Man United, and I looked at Man United Brighton. That was intriguing, but also kind of tough to tell because it's a short week, and I was kind of watching Man United par against Sevilla, and uh, and then I'm just like, well, why don't I just like go with the bet that seems to be working pretty much every time we talk about this team, and that's just Man United or Man City to dominate, and uh, so yeah, I took, I actually ended up going for the team parlay here. My end of the bet is Man City uh, minus two and a half. Uh, is minus 105. I look, you know, they're just playing great football. Like they're, 
Bar, I honestly think they they beat Arsenal next weekend too, but or next week and we'll pro- maybe we discuss this a bit. But uh, um, looking at the FA Cup here so far this season, they've been apt, they've been pretty dominant. Their third, the third round matchup was against Chelsea. They won that one four nil. Uh, of course, they played Arsenal, and that one was one nil back in January. They got a pretty favorable matchup against Bristol City in the fifth round. That was uh, uh, away to Bristol City. They won that one three nil, no problem. And then the next matchup was against, I believe, Burnley's still number first in the championship right now. They just coolly handled them 6-0. And uh, so, I mean, you look at that, like, they've been dominant, absolutely dominant in the FA Cup. And uh, they're going to face a Sheffield United team who's really who's really had a strong season in this championship as well. But I just think that they're not going to be able to hang with um, – with Man City, just all the quality that they have and, and the fact that, like, this might be, like, a 75% possession game for Man City where while, while Sheffield United try to play on the counter. So, I'm actually – I'm taking Man City uh, minus 2.5 here at, uh, at minus 105. And even a secondary bet that I looked at that was both teams to score. I feel like this might be a shutout here. Man City yet to concede a goal in the FA Cup competition this season. So, but sticking with the Man City minus 2.5. Yeah, we're getting uh, – uh, Steve's giving us some comments here. It seems like – so a couple of their players, because they're on loan from Manchester City, can't play in this one. So a couple mm. – so you got a couple of their regulars can't play, McAtee and Doyle, uh, I believe. And those – I believe those guys have been playing pretty much all season. McAtee, 33 appearances, 17 starts. Doyle – uh 29 appearances 18 starts so you got two regulars that can't even play for sheffield united um they got here by beating tottenham uh if that says anything and of course i gotta mention wrexham because everyone loves wrexham but minus minus two and a half here is uh it makes sense i mean it's hard to go against it i I mean uh, manchester city are just cruising right now if they can beat bayern munich 3-0. 3-0. Uh, they can be, they can beat Sheffield yeah, they can, United. <laughs> I think so too, right? Add Bayern Munich too, right? Yeah, I mean, they beat yeah, Burnley. Those- they just, they crushed Burnley. Burnley, uh, they beat Sheffield United a couple weeks ago, 2-0. Uh, granted, Sheffield United had an early red card in that one, but still, they're 10 points above them in the table. Just, so It feels like they, they barely hit a jog, you know? <laughs> the only time I've really seen them hit a sprint was that, that Arsenal game. So my favorite bet for this one, uh, I couldn't parlay it. That's the that's the one thing. We're still early in the week, Thursday. I couldn't find a way to get, get an actual parlay on it because it wasn't wasn't an option in the single game parlay or in the irregular parlay. I wanted Sheffield United plus two and a half corners in the second half. Um, I think I'm just I'm going to take that one. Uh, if you want another bet, if you want a solo bet. It kind of relates to what I'm actually going to take here, but I got Manchester City under seven and a half corners. I look so this could blow up in my face here. Um, Manchester City, we know they're going to dominate. They're probably going to have eighty percent possession. It could be a thing where they're just getting ten corners in the first half, kind of a thing. Or, or as we, I looked at the the previous matchups against a team like Burnley, against a team like Bristol City, they had. I think it was two corners against Burnley, three corners against Bristol City. So against these weaker teams that they kind of toy with a little bit instead of, you know, getting crosses in and and have that leading to corners, they just, you know, kind of wait for the kill. They pass it around, pass it around, 
get the great opportunity, score a goal. Um, so when you're scoring goals, you're not getting corners. Um, so that's kind of what I'm going with. You don't get as many saves either. So a lot of corners, you know, you get you you get the goalkeeper making saves and, and going out for a corner kind of a thing. But Manchester City, against these smaller teams, like a championship team like Sheffield United, that's my theory is that they're, you know, they're going to wait, find their best moment, get the goal, um, and they're, they're not going to be taking shots from 30 yards out kind of thing that are going to lead to corners. They're not going to be crossing it that too often. I mean – Granted, they'll probably cross plenty again, plenty to Holland. I should take that statement back. But um, Manchester City under seven and a half corners. That, that is minus one thirty five. Chris's minus Man City minus two and a half is minus one hundred five. Combine those for a team parlay plus two thirty nine. Chris, what do you think about corners in this game? I love how every week Adam makes corners. Like we make our parlay bet together. And like, I check to see if my end, you know, did I hold my end of the bargain here or did I not? And I can't, I'm like, I, you know, I got to go into rotowire.com. I got to go to the game log. I got to check into the, what happened on the corners. And if it's a half by half bet, I don't, I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to slack Adam here and, uh, and see if it hit or not. But uh, <laughs> it's, not, like, it's always funny. I'm like, yeah, oh, crap. Oh, I gotta ask Adam if this is actually working. I can't even look. But yeah, in, no, interesting enough, the under seven and a half corners. I feel like this. Yeah, I I just see like as I mentioned, my best city going out or, or getting up early and then just kind of sitting back and it being like a a training. Yeah, as long as that happens, uh, Sheffield United plus two and a half corners in the second half also feels like a great a great bet to take. Of course, if it's scoreless going into the seventieth minute. This bet's probably going to lose. So uh, yeah, totally. That's, that's the other part of it. So this is yeah. kind of a, a projection of how the game's going to go. But I mean, combine that with Man City t- minus two and a half. Uh, you almost think that those t- those things combined uh, is what will happen. Um, but yeah. Any thoughts so, yeah. on that uh, Brighton Man United game? I mean, we didn't um, talk about that one, but that one. Brighton slightly favored. Another surprising thing if you looked at that before the season. Uh, yeah. Bit surprising. Manchester United lost at Sevilla today on Thursday, but uh, I did. I was looking at Brighton to have more corners in that game. Uh, that was one of my other bets, but I wanted this Man City one. So, I mean, this is a big spot for Brighton. Can Brighton play in these yeah. big spots? I guess that's the question. They're they're favored here playing at Wembley. Do you think they can they can perform in this spot against a, a team like Manchester United? That's that's another question. I might, I, even though I like Brighton more as a team, I, I probably might just take Manchester United money line because it's Manchester United and Brighton really haven't been in the spot before. I mean, I probably before, all, but recently. Uh, Brighton money line gave it to me. What is that plus? Brighton have won that, the last. They've won their big. last two matchups against Manchester United. Prior to that, they had, they were, uh, they had not. Um, they had drawn two and lost 15 in their previous 17 matchups against Manchester United. But yeah, I don't know. Brighton, this, I love, I love this like little story of them. This not little, it's a big story of them this season. They've been so good all season long. Um, I'd love to see them face city in the, in the uh, FA cup final. I mean, it would be cool to have a FA cup final just for the storyline, but I think give me, I would love to see Brighton make it through here. Yeah, Brighton won 2-1 at Manchester United earlier in the season, but again, that was 
with that was August. Uh, I think that might have been the first match of the season, and it was with it was with Graham Potter. So there you go. Before we go, Chris, thoughts on Liverpool here, home against Nottingham Forest. I got a Liverpool bet in my article. Check that out, rotowire.com. Uh, how do you think this match is going to go, though? <laughs> also, what do you think actually, about, I actually, you think about honestly, Trent Alexander-Arnold playing as a central midfielder now? Uh, I, it's funny. I didn't even look at the, that game at all. Didn't even entertain the idea of betting on that game, whatever. Um they're playing that uh that like he's gonna I feel like he's gonna move into that like Yashua Kimmich role where he, like former outside back steps into it. they just it's it's been interesting because Kanate has been really good out of center back Yashua Yashua um like I don't know interesting game but uh, I think they get it done I took I took I'm not gonna blame name names or blame anybody here last weekend but I took Nottingham Forest double chance um. And I just think they're going to get they're going to get rinsed here by by Liverpool at Anfield. Um, really cool article in the in the Athletic today about uh, uh, just basically like the Nottingham Forest supporters going to Anfield, and you know it's a I guess it's was it forget how many years since Hillsborough, but uh, you know just like bringing some cool some banners and stuff like that. Really good story in there. Um, two clubs that were involved in. You know, pretty, uh, yeah, should be a good game, and I, I honestly, if there was a minus one and a half or a blow, I would take it. It seems like they're after the win at Leeds and playing at home. I, I like them there, but uh, this is like the first small amount of confidence I've had in them in a while, so let's see what happens. But uh, sidebar here. Yeah, not to name names. I'm not, we're not going to get into this, but uh, somebody seared me off. Man, United minus one and a half last week. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I'm uh, – Fun, fun weekend here in Seattle. We I got a Sounders tickets. They're playing Minnesota United um, on Saturday say, night. Say that again. Who are they playing? Min- Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. All right. For, you know that. Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. It's it just the way you said it. You had like you pulled out the Wisconsin ask accent to uh, to say Minnesota. Anyways. <laughs> Let's get a bet. Let's get a bet. They're minus one seventy. Sounders yeah, are pretty minus one seventy. Sounders, uh, I mean, they lost four minus one seventy. I'm not taking that, but uh, they did drop a four one result to uh, Portland last weekend. So, but I think I haven't even seen what Minnesota's been doing this season. But um, Seattle yeah, minus one corner in the first half. Adams is your best bet. I'm taking yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Minus one fifteen. Right. I'm taking it. Anyway, I don't know if they get a lot of corners or not, but uh, we'll we'll say Nicholas Ladero will have five corners in the first half. <laughs> okay. Anyways, big weekend here. We got a Kraken, Seattle Kraken. They won Game One at at, uh, at Denver. Uh, that was Tuesday night. Um, NHL here. They won Game One. They got their first home playoff game as a franchise on Saturday night. The Sounders are playing, and the Mariners are hosting the St. Louis Cardinals all at the same time Saturday night. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be mixing it up in the city. There might be a couple more of these cold beers flowing. We'll see what happens. You got some Hood River cold beers flowing. I'm going to – it's like Seattle beers only on Saturday. <laughs> Michigan beers only always. Okay. Very equal. I'm an equal opportunity beer drinker. Uh, you can find Chris at C-H-R-O-N-8 <laughs> on Twitter. I'm at Rotos Again, I'll, uh, I'll try and keep this uh, – 
this bet, uh, this corner bet thing right in here and, and hopefully we can get five or four or five straight kind of things going and, and maybe we can turn this $10 into a thousand, something like that. Um, yeah. Lofty goals. But at one point I did get 25 bets right in a row. So uh, it is possible. If you don't believe, if you don't believe, just, just know that it's possible. But rotowire.com slash soccer trial, free 48 hour trial. Chris, thanks for joining me here on this Thursday night. Oh my gosh, it's 10 13 at night. We got to get out of here, Chris. Uh, we went oh. long. I'm still, I got to finish this beer, I guess. I wasn't drinking fast enough, but good luck in your bets, everyone. Find us in the Discord. Um, I'm just going to be betting. We're going to be betting. I'm going to be hanging out with this Steve kid over the weekend, and we're going to be making bets all weekend. And I think we're going to be winning money. Um, we're going to be taking off Chris's bets, and we're going to be taking – we're going to – I'm going to be – I'm going to make 30 corner bets this weekend. I'll let you know what the uh, what the record is next week. How about that? I can't wait for the article. <laughs> There's no article. <laughs> All right, thanks, Chris. See you everyone next week. Cheers. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.